Welcome to Locked On Oilers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Tom Gazzola with you. Thursday edition of the program. The Oilers returning home following a two-game Central Division road swing that saw the team go one and one. A big win in Dallas on Monday and then a 2-1 defeat at the hands of the St. Louis Blues on Wednesday. The club returns to home ice. Taking on the Pittsburgh Penguins and the Montreal Canadiens on Friday and Saturday to digest what we witnessed this week and to take a look ahead at what to expect the rest of the week. We bring in my colleague from TSN 1260, producer extraordinaire, jack of all trades, the Latino Heat himself, and a good friend of the program, Hernan Salas. Hernan, good day, my friend. How are you doing? I know you've got yourself a busy week going as well. Yeah, can't complain though. Uh, work is good, so I uh, can't complain here. Christmas is just around the corner, so look into a few days off. But until then, uh, Tommy, we've got a lot of work to do. Yeah, yeah, we do. Uh, you know what? It's been a busy <laughs> week. I've been filling in for Big Daddy Davos, Dusty Nielsen on the morning show. I've been doing our show as well with the pre and post game for Oilers broadcasts. And then uh, it's your turn to tag in for Lieutenant Eric producing yeah. the morning show. So uh, you can enjoy the 4 a.m. wake-up calls that uh, have been killing my body clock of late. Are you ready for that? Well, the good thing is for me, it's only one day. So like, and then I get two days off and then I, I come back for Monday. But yeah, I'm not, because you're so used to going to bed at a at a, at a, at a, you know, at the same time every night. So like when you have to get up at 4.30, yeah, you're pretty tired but by the time 10 o'clock rolls around. So um, it's always fun though. And it's always a great time to work with Dan. So looking forward to it. Morning show is, um, you know, it is where it is because of those two gents and we just hope to keep it afloat while they're gone. Yeah. Keep that seat warm. Basically uh, you and me do it next week, next Friday. We're in on the morning show. Are we not? That is correct, sir. And you and I were also discussing this. Uh, you might even do an overnighter at the station, correct? <laughs> Thinking about it, yes, yes. Um, we'll see what happens uh, that night because uh, I think we're done at what? Uh, it's going to be, you know, after midnight because the Oilers are in Vancouver and then I have to be back for 4 a.m. So I might just bring a nice cover um, toothbrush and all that and, and just maybe crushing out there right there's a couple of couches that are available some really good ones too and uh, <laughs> yeah. lieutenant eric was saying there's another one where him and dusty record the uh post show show uh that might be intriguing and a good spot for you to get some shut eye before hopping on the morning yeah. show so uh, i know which one they're talking uh, I know which one they're talking about, and that might be the better one. I think it's a little warmer in there, too. So Yeah. Hey, man, it's better than driving all the way home after the post-game show, getting up after a couple hours of sleep, and then going all the way back. By the way, are we going for beers after the game tomorrow? Oh, I think that's a, it's a high possibility, Tom. Oh. Very high. Oh, I'm ready, buddy. <laughs> I am ready to crush some drinks. Uh, so... Without further ado, though, let's uh, let's take a look at what we saw from the Oilers. Uh, hey, that game on Monday, I think both of us were thoroughly impressed. I think uh, our listeners and those that we heard from on the post-game show were impressed with what we saw in Dallas. And then mm -hmm. it just seemed like on the post-game show, in terms of reaction that we got, uh, people kind of weren't surprised by uh, the loss to St. Louis. How did you see this week so far? Uh, I think... 
I think you have to take it as a positive. Uh, you went one and one. Uh, I know a lot of fans didn't think they would get through uh, both these games, uh, probably with zero points. So they were good in Dallas. Uh, you know, Dallas brought it on uh, late in that game. So, but they held on. And then in St. Louis, I mean, that's one of the best teams in the NHL, Tom. So for them to to be in it right till the end, they weren't at their best. I mean, the power play didn't click. A couple of defensive breakdowns, the first goal, you know, uh, they lose the puck at the blue line. Ethan Bears, you know, going off on a change. So you can pick whoever you want to blame on that one. Second goal, dry side Cassie McDavid all, all um, you know, at fault for that goal. So they got to be better to that aspect. But uh, you look at the positives, penalty kill was fantastic. Nico Koskinen last two games with 76 saves on 79 shots. I mean, he did his part. So you look at the positives and now they come home for two. Home hasn't been good to them, Tom, lately. So it can be interesting to see. I mean, Pittsburgh's without Sidney Crosby, so that should be, you know, it's, it's always easier when he's not there. But again, you have to look at uh, it's going to be a solid game again. Pittsburgh, uh, Tristan Jari, how about him? Uh, you don't think he wants to shine here in Edmonton? And he's been outstanding as of late. And then you get Montreal, who's, it's kind of like Toronto. I mean, they're not as good as a Toronto team, I don't think. But the fans and the atmosphere is going to be great. So should be a too tough test. But you know what? If the Oilers lose both, it's, it's immensely disappointing. But if they go one and one, I think we'll be okay. And if they get two uh, this weekend, I think you're going to be extremely happy. And they can win these both games, Tom. But they got to they got to tighten up in the defensive zone. They're far too loose. Uh, St. Louis had 34 shots. After 40, that that just can't happen. You have no chance when that kind of when that kind of numbers are up there when it comes to shot totals and all that. So interesting weekend ahead for the Edmonton Oilers. Hopefully they can uh, remain in the fight for the top of the Pacific Division. So the holiday season is upon us, and if you're looking for a last-minute fun sports gift for the holidays, go to breakingtea.com/lockedon. Breaking Tea makes sports T-shirts around teams' passion moments. Great for all fans. Go to breakingtea.com slash locked on, and then feel free to search the site for great shirts and fun sports gifts. This is Locked On Orders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, TSN 1260's Hernan Salas, joining myself, Tom Gazzola, talking all things Oilers. Hernan, you talked about that two-game trip. The Oilers go one and one, pretty respectable. They lose to the defending Stanley Cup champions. They snap a four-game slide Monday night. Now, what have the Oilers done so far in these two games this week that has been different fundamentally than what we saw when they went on uh, that four-game slide as well as the 2-6-1 and one stretch that uh, saw them drop out of first place in the Pacific Division? Yeah, I think atten- attention to detail has been good for the Edmonton Oilers, especially in Dallas. Uh, they were really sound defensively in their own zone. They had good sticks. They were closing those gaps good. Um, in the St. Louis game, Again, I mean, Koskinen, maybe two, three big saves he had to make. A lot of the shots came from the outside as well. But uh, I thought they took a, a little bit of a step back in St. Louis. But, yeah, just defensively, that's what's been hurting this team. I mean, uh, you do want more secondary scoring. It, it's there. It's hit and miss right now. But defensively, they've given up a ton in these last three weeks. And I think that's something Dave Tipp is trying to, you know, instill in this team. Get back to October, early November when you guys were shutting it down. Um, so I, I think they were better defensively in Dallas. Um, St. Louis, they kind of returned to that form, but Nico Koskinen was outstanding. So I think just tidying up, you know, attention to detail, uh, getting pucks deep. Like we saw in that first goal yesterday, 
Gagne and Neil have to get that puck deep. Bear sees him in possession. He goes off with, for a change, and then boom, it's turned over, and it's a breakaway for Braden Shen. And, and that's all she wrote. So I think defensively, they were better, and I think they need to keep improving because it's only going to get tougher from here on in, and you got to get those goals against them. Hernan, the other thing we saw Dave Tippett do is break up Drysaddle and McDavid and also put Nugent Hopkins on his own line. So McDavid centered his own line. Drysaddle had his own line, and Ryan Nugent Hopkins had his own line. And the goal there from Tippett was to create some semblance of balance with this forward mm-hmm. unit. Did you like that strategy? And do you think Tippett will utilize that method going forward here? Or could we see the, the Drysaddle-McDavid combination reunited and then Perhaps, let's say, Ryan Nugent-Hopkins back with James Neal and whoever else is the flavor of the day on the other wing. That's the thing. I, I, I know what he's trying to do. He's trying to create offense. And maybe he's punishing the top dogs, but they haven't been very good defensively as of late. So saying, you're not going to play together until you guys show me you guys can work uh, just as hard defensively. I'm still one, uh, you know, and I, I think a lot of people are with me on this one as well. I think you have to go with Dry McDavid. They give you the best chance to win. If the other guys chip in, you know, great. But McDavid Dry Cutter are just so good, so dynamic. So for me, I, I look at going back uh, to that and then hopefully you can build something with that second line. I know it's crazy. It's almost the end of the year and we're still looking for that second line. But Neil's been okay. Nuge has been okay. No one's really fit that left side right now. So we'll see what happens. But if, if, if you ask me ahead of these two games, I'd go back to Leon and McDavid. I doubt he will because, you know, these two games were close. They could have won both games. Um, so he might want to stick with it and see what he has there. But for me, I'm a big believer in, in you go with what you go with what's best for your team. And I think it's McDavid Drysidle together for now. And then we talked about it last night too. Maybe is it time to call up someone? Can anyone in the minors move the needle? I don't know. In, in if you're looking at the bottom nine, for example, but I'd go back to that top line. They've been really good, and Nuge can hold his own. I mean, we're not talking about a guy that's a bad player, but you know, he's not going to put up offensive numbers. Uh, close to those other guys, so you roll with it, and, and hopefully him and Neil can chip in here and there. Speaking of depth and, and all that, bringing balance and trying to find a solid complementary player on the second line, we saw this week Taylor Hall get traded to Arizona. Finally, that saga is over and done with, and uh, you saw it as well <laughs> as I did this week that some Oilers fans just couldn't get over the fact that he didn't get traded back to Edmonton. I don't see that as a bad thing. And, and now maybe uh, even though Kenny Holland inquired about Taylor Hall and tried to see what it would cost to get him back to Edmonton and when he decided, you know, he's not going to give up a Bouchard or a Broberg or a first-rounder, uh, maybe he can shift his focus elsewhere. Where do you think Ken Holland looks? Do you think he kind of tries to shake someone loose from another team? And Who's a guy that, uh, in your opinion, could help the Oilers or might become available at some point down the road here? Yeah, it's tough, Tom, because everybody keeps saying Kreider. He's a winger. He, would he help this team? 100%. But I think you're looking for that third-line center above anything else. So, you know, I, I like the name that was brought up, Eric Stahl. I mean, but Minnesota's kind of, you know, they're playing better. They're still pushing for a playoff spot. I don't know if that's realistic for them. Um, and, you know, the Jay, uh, John Gabriel Peugeot, 
how much is he going to cost? You know, all that. So I think right now it's tough to make a trade, especially for a guy that the owners want to come in and make an impact. I think that be might, that might be a little tough. So right now I think they stand pat. I mean, you're not going to give up assets. And I know everybody keeps saying Jeff Cliari and, and Caleb Jones and they're throwing all these different names. Why would the Oilers give up any assets for a rental? Like, it just makes no sense to me. Uh, you're going to get a rental of the Oilers. Are they, for real, a Stanley Cup contender? I don't think so. So mm-hmm. why give up that to get a player, what, to help you win one round or maybe you're ousted in one round? Like, so for me, I think the Oilers are fine. They're still in a good spot. They fall into third in the Pacific, but... For me, I I get the need for a third line center, but uh, at what price and, and just the timing of it right now, like the freeze is coming in the NHL. And I just don't see anything happening with the Oilers unless they completely fall off until a trade deadline. And it might be a Peugeot, it might be a Kreider. Um, I, I highly doubt an Eric Stahl or Kyle Turris will come to Edmonton, but you never know, Tom. We've seen, uh, we watched this league for a number of years. <laughs> uh, more bizarre things have happened. This is Locked On Oilers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. We're talking with TSN 1260's Hernan Salas, part of the Oilers pre- and post-game show. Uh, with me, uh, Tom Gazzola on Edmonton Sports Center, TSN 1260. The Oilers find themselves third place in the Pacific Division, heading into action on Thursday. The Oilers through 37 games, 19, 14, and 4, good for 42 points. One point behind the Vegas Golden Knights. One point, two points behind the Arizona Coyotes. The Knights and Coyotes in action tonight. Uh, the Calgary Flames chasing the Oilers. Two points back. They are playing the Montreal Canadiens Thursday night. And the Canadiens will be in Edmonton on Saturday. Also in the mix, the Vancouver Canucks, who have 36 points. So they are six points back of the Edmonton Oilers. Hernan discussed Miko Koskinen's uh, performance this week. I think uh, in honor of the new Star Wars movie, let's call this portion of the show The Rise of Koskinen. Nico Koskinen, 76 saves through 79 shots in those two games in Dallas and in St. Louis. Uh, has he anointed himself this team's number one? That was uh, another instance where Dave Tippett goes to Koskinen three games in a row here, Hernan. Yeah, I, I think you have to. And he's, <laughs> I mean, let's be honest here. Like, this guy's really, like, impressing. Uh, you know, he's proving me wrong. And uh, and that's fine. Like, I mean, you know, everybody's like, oh, you know, everybody was talking bad about him and this and that. But I'm like, it was all warranted. I mean, like, he wasn't very good uh, last season. So right. it's, inter- it's interesting to see now that uh, – he, you know, he's bouncing back. He's having a hell of a year. So good for him. Good on him. I mean, he, you got to be happy with what he's doing, especially because uh, Mike Smith, who was a good start, has kind of tailed off as of late. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how Tip handles his goaltenders. But for me, like, it's not even a question. Like, Mike Smith, it's, it's a back-to-back, so you know he's going to get one of those games, which is completely obvious. But, um, yeah, no, it's going to be uh, – definitely going to be an interesting one for sure to see how he handles the goaltenders. So I'm intrigued by that and we'll see what happens. Um, but I think Mike Cos- uh, Mike Koskinen, Miko Koskinen is definitely, definitely the, uh, the guy going forward here. I, that's not even a question. Yeah. Koskinen in 22 games this year, 12, six and two, 262 goals against average nine nineteen save percentage. 
Mike Smith through 18 games played, a 7-8-2 and two record, 308 goals against average, 896 save percentage, both goalies with a shutout this season. Uh, I suppose Hernan Salas, Mike Smith, is a better offensive goaltender. He does have an assist this year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. If I, yeah, if anything. And I was looking at Mike Smith's numbers. I mean, he's decent against both teams, but I, I think they roll with Koskinen in on Friday and then uh, Mike Smith on Saturday. Friday night, it is the Pittsburgh Penguins. No Sidney Crosby, as Hernan mentioned. And on Saturday, early start, 5 p.m. face-off. It is the Montreal Canadiens. The Oilers will be in Vancouver on Monday as they get set to wrap up the schedule before the Christmas break. Uh, how do you look at these two games, Hernan? You said a split would be respectable, but uh, which game of the two would be the more realistic game that the Oilers could win? Uh, ooh. I, th- I think they're both realistic they can win, but if I had to pick one, I'd probably say Montreal. Oilers, uh, as of late, they've been really good against this team, so um, I'm going to give them uh, that one. Uh, Pittsburgh's hit and miss. It's always a one-goal game, it seems, Tom, with these two teams. Uh, no Crosby, which is big, but uh, like I said, Tristan Jari playing unreal as of late, and that team still has, you know, stud players, so you, you can't take them easily. But if I had to pick one, I think I think Pittsburgh would be a little tougher for them, and then uh, they pick up the W on Saturday versus Montreal. Hey, last week uh, was also a 5 o'clock start against the Canadian Original Six team. We did not have a post-game show because of Tristan Jari's old junior team, the Oil Kings, having a broadcast uh, on our station. So we were able to go and watch the game in the press box. So good. And what was your take on the atmosphere and the vibe in the building last Saturday? I thought it was. I thought it was good. I don't think it was great. I thought the Toronto fans really brought it. Like at the end of the game when they were chanting uh, "Freddie," like you don't see that a lot in visiting arenas <laughs> for the visiting team. Um, Toronto fans brought it. They always do, though. And uh, I thought the other fans, you know, with "Let's Go Oilers," kind of backed it up as well. But um, you could use a little bit more. Um, you know, it's one of the games that you saw a bigger crowd. So, you know, it was the first game I'd been to. So, for me, it was it was okay. It was good. I mean, I wouldn't say it was terrible. But um, can it improve for other games when, when uh, original six teams don't come to town? Of course it can. But for now, I don't think it's a big issue. When, uh, when these kind of teams come, Tom. Sorry. Right. But what about a, a Tuesday night game against the Carolina Hurricanes? Did you like the game yeah. presentation? Because that's something that fans text us on the Boston Pizza inbox uh, when we're doing our post-game show. Was there anything that you witnessed during the game that you could see from a fan's perspective that was pretty lame? Um, to be honest, Tom, huh? <laughs> I didn't really pay attention to. Um, I was sitting with uh, Maddie to start and, met few of the other Edmonton media as well. But um yeah, I you know, it's it for me it's it's always kinda in the in the same vicinity, right? It's the same, you know, players talking, you know, powerful music and, you know, loud sounds of, of sound effects and all that. So for me it's it is what it is. It's something I don't really pay attention to, Tom. Like it's I'm never gonna be like, Wow, that was great. You know what I mean? But I'm also not gonna be like, Wow, that was terrible. Like I, it's just almost like I'm focused on other things. Like, it's not a big deal for me whether or how good it is or 
not. And then, like I said, it was my first game, and I didn't really pay attention. To it. <laughs> so maybe, maybe there, maybe there's your answer. I don't know. Well, I, I, I think you're gonna be able to answer this next one because uh, it is the holiday season, and uh, people like to enjoy a social sparkler or two. Where's the best place Ooh. to get a post game libation? where uh, you got some eye candy to look at and the drinks are nice and cool and delicious? Oh, man, that's a great question. There's so many spots. Yeah, um, buddy. Uh, well, we have our go-to spot, right? Well, you could share and it with everyone. Uh, local, downtown. Yep. And then uh, I, I'll be honest, last week I know we went to um, – me and you and Maddie ended up going to uh, – JW for some bevies after the game, and that place is just amazing. I was so impressed. Like, you don't even feel like you're in Edmonton. Hmm. Yeah, so I was very impressed with that place. I know you had to leave early that day because you had other commitments, but uh, yeah, local JW, man, like hot spots, man, hot spots. I, I really enjoy going there. So, yeah, if anyone's listening, I mean, for the people listening, hit up those spots, and we'll be there uh, tomorrow night probably. Come say hi. Yeah, we will be. Uh, we'll also take free drinks if people are willing to buy a little Christmas cheer. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. I won't say no to free drinks. No, nope, me neither. <laughs> hey, Hernan, uh, get some rest. I know you have a big day tomorrow. I look forward to working with you on the post-game show. It's the Oilers and Penguins, and then we get to do it all over again on Saturday night when the Habs come to town to take on the Oilers. If you're an Oilers fan, you're hoping for four points here to get the team back into the mix. Uh, at the top of the division. They're not too far off, despite uh, recent struggles of late. And uh, it's been a promising couple of games this week against two really formidable opponents mm -hmm. from the Central Division. Hernan, Merry Christmas, my good friend, and I'll talk to you this weekend. Okay, buddy. Thanks for having me on. That is Hernan Salas from TSN 1260. This has been another edition of Locked On Oilers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. We'll be back to get you set for the Oilers and Penguins.